Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sassy Southern Yankee. My name is Debbie Happy Cohen. This is uh, my podcast that we're in season two. We started season two um, when the corona started. Um, and so we became family friendly to help parents and children. I'm the founder of joybaseliving.com, an online community where we are kind of obsessed with joy and personal development and embracing all of ourselves full-heartedly, wholeheartedly. I am joined by my friend, uh, Michelle Stone, for these podcast episodes uh, in season two. Um, she's an artist and an art teacher and an art curator, and she has a teenage son and, um, she's really like doing an amazing job of just really exploring and transforming in her relationship with him and as a parent and as somebody who's now working from home. And, and so we wanted to talk today about the topic of helping your kids be happy during self-quarantine. Um, this is episode 30, in case you <laughs> want to look us up later. Um, if you're listening, uh, we've noticed we have a lot of listeners at, um, at iTunes and also some at Spotify. So if you wanted to see the visuals that we talk about, just go to joybaseliving.com and you can type in lioness in the search bar. You'll see all of our posts. Uh, if you type in episode 30, you'll, um, you'll be able to access um, this particular episode. And we want to thank all of you for your likes and comments and shares. Um, we're just absolutely thrilled that we could be of um, benefit to you. If there's anything you'd like us to talk about or um, any questions you have or compliments you have, please uh, feel free to share. And uh, we love interacting with you. And so, Michelle, how are we going to be helping our kids be happy during self quarantine what what do you have to say what are you experiencing <laughs> i am throwing the baton the magical baton in your right your way right across the aisle Oof. and i caught it yay, yay. <laughs> um you know it's I, I i i reach out and i pay attention to social media and different things. And, and so I think I kind of have a, a, a little bit of a pulse on what's going on. And so um, I, I want to talk a little bit before I jump into all of the stuff about homeschooling and everything with my son. I want to talk a little bit about yesterday. Um, episode 29, we talked about... Uh, cleaning your inner thoughts for the sake of your inner peace. And, you know, that episode was so profound for me. Um, it was just so profound. Like I, I woke up with it this morning and still thought about it. Occurred on social media for me today with the several different people that I know. And ultimately in, inspired me to do the same thing is that people were actually cleaning up physical things in their, in their houses and their, 
garages in their closets and their you know whatever and there was a a lady who I she's an acquaintance of mine and so she had this she did a before and an after picture of her closet and her closet was chocked full initially and then at the end there were only like maybe 15 20 pieces of clothing tops and I've been sitting here for the last um, couple of days thinking about, okay, I need to start teaching um, online art classes on Wednesday. And what's that going to look like? How I'm going to do? So I, I literally took, these people inspired me, you know, in, in conjunction with our conversation from yesterday. And I took my office and I made a little space for some, to do some art and to be able to teach on, on Zoom. Um, come Wednesday and so I was like okay so you know it's just you know kind of going through that process whenever you're cleaning things up for yourself starting off emotionally and then you start to do it physically it really it kind of releases and and like in my room that I'm sitting in right now it's like the energy is completely different and I know that that energy is affecting me which is ultimately affecting my son and so as I was going through my day, um, you know, the last week in our podcast, I, I talked a little bit about how he has culinary class. And so he made a great red sauce and he made some Alfredo with some shrimp and some lobster in it. And he made some brownies. And so this week, today, we were like, okay, so what do you want to do? And um, we did a bunch of cooking over the weekend. So we're like, we have dinner for tonight. So what what would he like to do so i i told him i was like let's do like tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwiches so he's like okay fine and he looks at me and he goes you know mom i don't want to do just regular grilled cheese sandwiches okay what do you want to do he's like let's smoke the grilled cheese sandwiches because we have a smoker and i was like oh you want to smoke the grilled cheese sandwiches he's like yeah so I went out there, set up the smoker and, and, you know, lit the fire and got all that going. And he got his sandwich out and his bread and his, and his cheese. And, and let me tell you, he was just filled with so much joy that he was like, oh, mom, look, I've got the little char marks and smell the bread, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was like so much. And, and it kind of goes back to, and I don't remember, Debbie, I don't know what episode this was but there was an episode where we were talking about like if ideally if I wanted to if I could do anything as far as his education goes what would I do and I, I told him this the other day too is I would we would travel we would go different places and so it's it's about the experiences it's about the you know so him coming up with that idea and saying you know what I want to smoke a grilled cheese sandwich I've never even heard of that. I don't know if anybody out there has. If you have, please shoot me a little blog post, you know. Please please say, hey, my son or I do grilled cheese sandwiches and I put this kind of cheese in it, whatever the case may be. But it's just, that's the joy, you know. That's like those moments that you can't make up in a classroom. Right. There's like exploring and experimentation and individuality and expression. And 
it's like a full bodied experience that um that has more uh more more authenticity and richness in it mm -hmm. and it's like there's time right now for the exchange yes and the beautiful thing is is that he's getting that encouragement from me which you know I've, I've always been a working mom but there has been you know the one of the battles of work being a working mom or a stay-at-home mom or whatever kind of mom you are there's there's always like a trade-off somehow and so for me in this experience right now with him in his teenage years to be able to number one he's clearly going to have a story and there's going to be an entire world full of people who are going to be able to share their stories with him. But he will be able to say, yeah, I remember when we made that red sauce or my mom let me smoke a grilled cheese sandwich, or we made s'mores with chocolate chip cookies <laughs> instead of graham crackers. Yeah. He, those are going to be his memories. Yeah. And so what were the, what was the trade-offs that you were saying something about trade-offs? So, as, as moms, I, I don't know many of us that really talk about this often, but like a trade-off for me would be, we had a nanny who came and stayed with him his first, probably from like four months to about a year and a half <clears throat> I'm willing to bet that she saw his first steps and now, now I'm getting emotional but she never told me that right. and so I thought that I felt his first I mean but there's still a part of me that is like because he took four steps into my arms I don't know if he had taken those steps with her so it's those momental trade-offs or Am I working too much? And is he seeing, am I spending enough quality time with him because I am working? Um, or what kind of an example in my setting because of the job that I have or because of my passion or, you know, like, like I, I mentioned in yesterday's, um, was it yesterday's? Earlier, a couple of days, within the last couple of days about my mom and my stepfather, I think it was yesterday, um, were both factory workers. So that had an impression on me. And so what our parents do as far as jobs, you know, is as much as, you know, as a parent, we're doing our thing and we're, you know, making whatever difference that we feel that we're making in, in the lives of others through work. And then we come home and then we try to make a difference in our children's lives. And so how does that, end? How, how, how did, like my mom actually worked second shift. So that means that I came home at what, two, three o'clock and she had to, she worked an hour away. And so she, she worked from three to 11. And so for, I don't know how many years, I never saw her in the afternoons when I came home from school. I'd, I'd see her real quick in the morning on my way out, but that was about it. And, um, and so that also had an impact on me. And so with there, there's like these trade-offs that, as parents, we have to do, we have to make a decision, what is more important? And then the time that we have with our children, if, you know, if you are a working mom, the time that you have with your children, 
needs to be quality time because there isn't a lot of quantity. And so right now I have the, the luxury of having that quantity time as well as the quality. And so it sounds like that quantity of time is creating a more relaxed atmosphere for a more of a natural sense of what's wanting to be explored or what's wanting to emerge rather than a pre-planned schedule of what is going to happen next. Yes. And and it, yeah, but... what I'm hearing is, is that within the looseness of that, that you're able to kind of um, enjoy each other, just being in each other's space together, mm-hmm. yep. enjoying it more because there's not like, the demand of the clock of oh we got to get to the next place on time and the next place on time kind of kind of a thing yeah yeah there isn't the you know okay well you just got home from school so now i'm home so go ahead and change so we can run to soccer and then you know how are we gonna fit dinner in there and so, then did so you get your homework are, done are, those yeah are the heck knows those are the tensions that have really put a damper on many parent-child relationships. I know they did when I was growing up, for sure. Um, and to have those removed from your um, from your options, mm-hmm. right? Like, like you don't yeah. have a choice now. It sounds like you're taking full advantage of the gifts that are available to you because of the spaciousness. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm taking as, as much advantage as I possibly can. Yeah. And so you're creating and memories so... together. Mm-hmm. And, and so what I hear, cause I, 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 I didn't know if I should say this or not. I'm going to say it. Um, you, when, 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 <laughs> when, well, you were telling me earlier, like, Oh, he made a smoked sandwich, the smoked grilled cheese sandwich. And then you were like, he offered, he offered you some, <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, oh, I think I'll make my own. <laughs> right. and, and I just thought that was so cute. And like, I, I think what's so beautiful because there's not the time constraint, which is more of a factory worker way of being. Um, right. You know, there's you're you're celebrating each other's journeys. You're celebrating his experiments. You're exploring together, and. Like, to me, that's, like, the heart of joy. Like, well, I think the heart is trust. Like, you have to have trust first. But once you have a sense of trust between yourself and somebody else, then whatever you're doing in the way of experimenting and exploring, like, that's where joy grows. You know, that's where the memories all come from. And, and like, I'm just so happy for you. Mm, thank you I, I mean I really am and um you know when we were talking about this like b- earlier today you know and you were sharing about your day and stuff and you know I, I just thought about like when you were sharing so much joy about the time you're having with your son and also about you fixing up your office, which by the way, you sent me some pictures. I'm letting the, our listeners know that um, 
I posted the pictures up on the, our, this page for episode 30 at the at the blog post at Joy Based Living. And they are so darling. Like, I've been Zoom calling with Michelle for, like, three years. And I remember, like, the first couple of Zoom calls with you, I was like, Michelle, you've got to fill in your wall. Like, 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 just for me. Just for me, because it's all about me. And now, like, now that you have the space to do it, like, you're, you've spent all day doing it. You, you've just you were so delighted. You were so thrilled. Mm. And, and, um, and then I found myself leaning into the feeling of, um, in our culture, and I've talked about this, like on previous posts, like, wait a minute, we're, first of all, you're not supposed to be that happy. And really, Mm. and second of all, during the middle of Corona, and I just wanted to like, Number one, give permission to whoever's feeling joy out there to let yourself fully feel it, like to Mm -hmm, let yourself mm -hmm. really embrace it and really embrace it with like a truckload of gratitude. And and also because of the time we're living in, it's hard to think about and it's hard to celebrate having so much fun and so much joy with without also thinking about people out there right now who are losing their jobs or who are hungry and the sadness of that. And, and I want to invite you as the listener to embrace whatever feelings show up that um, if there's sadness or if there's, you know, whatever, whatever it is, one of my favorite practices is, um, inclusive compassion and i know you always remember the tibetan buddhist word for it michelle um and and Mm -hmm. inclusive compassion is you know it's extending your heart to another in 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 a thought form which you could call a prayer or not but just thinking of of somebody who might be having a hard time and extending compassion out there even to these unknown people to you and then as you send out the compassion to feel it moving through your own system and mm-hmm. giving yourself the compassion for feeling the sadness or for not having the power to make it better for everyone. Right. You know, and, and the feeling of compassion is an extremely high vibration feeling that will allow you to move back more quickly into joy, not to force joy, but to allow it to exist without so much interference, without so much dipping down unnecessarily. Um, one of the things that I, that I love is the idea of that we're all journeying forward together and that life is going to go contradictory to some of the things that we're working on right now. Um, <laughs> but that when we look at life as like a mountain climbing adventure on a regular basis, it's exhausting mm-hmm. and it puts us in competition with other people and it puts us in competition with ourselves. And uh, one of the greatest books I ever read was just recently. It was, it, and I, it's for those of you who like to go a little bit deeper, you know, in, in, um, in Japan, they ha- they're, they've been having a problem in the last few years with teenage kids and young adults and even adults in their thirties 
as far as what they were showing it, I think it was on CBS Sunday morning, um, that these kids, adults, um, weren't leaving their rooms and they weren't leaving their homes and their parents wouldn't what? know. They, and it's become such a problem that a whole side industry has started of like these big sister kind of people being hired to come out to stand outside their room and kind of coax them to come out and go for a bike ride or go to the store. Wow. And, and like, it's a thing because the families who've had this issue, um, they feel shame. Mm, and, yes. and in Japan, it's, it's a different kind of like in, in America, we feel shame as individuals in Japan, you feel shame with your group. So you shame the group by your behavior. They have more right. of a team thing. I think we need more of a balance in both of our cultures. Um, I think we're a little too individualistic here, <laughs> but, but, um, <laughs> but so this, this one, so my, my study in, in my master's degree was Adlerian psychology. So we have, we have um, Sigmund Freud, and then he was like the head honcho who came up with all these ideas about the unconscious and stuff. And then um, Carl Jung studied under him and he came up with the idea of like the collective unconscious and really got into symbolism and archetypes and really cool stuff that I, and, and they call that depth psychology like deep depth and then alfred adler came along and said wait 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 a minute people i think that every single behavior has a purpose and i had like a lot of questions when i went for that degree and one of my biggest questions was how do you like raise kids in a way that's like it's got all the like really cool um feeling stuff and maybe even metaphysical stuff i don't mean like rocks and stones and stuff but just you know, we're all one and we're all love and we're all like, like, how do you do that in combination with like behavior management, which is like <laughs> yeah. EF Skinner, you know, how do you get the dog to drool on command, you know, kind of a thing, which is really horrible. Um, at, at, both of them at their extreme are really horrible, actually. So this guy, Alfred Adler, was like, every single behavior has a purpose. And I won't go into all the details of that, but what what I'm wanting to, why did I go down this road? Because we're talking about depths like, oh, because in this book, the, the name of this book is called um, The Courage to Be Disliked. Oh. And, and it, was, it was this Japanese psychologist who really wanted to be, to write a book with like the top psychologist in Adlerian psychology in Japan and this is the book that they, I guess they kind of wrote together. I didn't completely understand that, but the courage to be disliked is like, why were these kids like just hanging out in their rooms on some yeah. level? They were feeling like deep shame about just who they are. Right. And, and so one of the points that he was making in this book, which it really, it's a quick read actually. And it's something worthy of like, I, lis I like listening to certain books and that's one of them I really enjoyed listening to because it was a conversation between like a master and, and a, young, uh, a young adult boy, like in his early twenties and he's challenging the master. And, um, and he talks about how like, we're here to journey forward together. 
And actually mm-hmm. at the child learning this information at the age of 20 is so many steps ahead of the master who doesn't have yes. a whole life ahead of him to live out all this wisdom. And, and so I have goosebumps all over my body. And so it's like, there's like a sense of equality in the journey forward. And um, I really do have goosebumps all over my body. And like, it, it makes me want to cry. I wasn't even planning to share this. We weren't, we didn't even talk about this. Um, nope. We had talked about actually um, the difference between depth psychology and height psychology. And um, there was a book written by a, a psychologist during the Holocaust. And his name is Victor Frankel. And he was a, a Jewish man whose thesis, was, whose psychological thesis was uh, destroyed when he was taken away to the camps. And he used his years in the concentration camps studying people who survived and who died. And what he noticed is that people who had something to live for, to look forward to, and who would get into like real detail, like imagining themselves like having that birthday cake you know, like for real, that those mm-hmm. people were more likely to live. And so he practiced that himself. And in fact, when he, um, when the, you know, when he finally got to leave, um, because he did live, he, um, he became quite well known for his ideas and he actually learned how to fly. He became a pilot. And, um, and he married a Catholic woman, which is not like a thing to do when you're Jewish, especially at that time period. And, <laughs> and he basically lived a life that represented height, which was like the opposite of Carl Jung in, in the depth psychology. And I think joy-based living is kind of like we've, we've, we, we do both here. But my point in like bringing so much of all that up was just we're in it together and we're all walking forward together. And when you talk about all your experiences with your son, it's like, there's like an equalizing experience that's been happening where you can admire each other together and enjoy each other together and create a new way of educating yourselves and each other together. Mm -hmm, Like that's mm going to be a, a much happier kid than one who's just driven to get good grades and go to soccer practice. Right, right. Like you can feel it, you can see the difference. And before you might've known that, but you weren't forced to live it. Right, and yeah, and once you live it, I mean, it, it totally sinks in because you're experiencing it. You're, you, you know, you're not just talking about it and thinking about it, you're, you're in the moment and and cool thing about him, I mean, when when he decided to start this culinary journey this year, yeah, um, I was like fantastic because you know when when I, I I was just thinking fantastic because you know when he he'll be able to like cook for himself when he goes off to college, and he'll be able to cook you know when he gets his first place he'll you know I'm gonna walk him through all of that and. Um, yeah and it's it's totally happening and he's just you know and sometimes he's he's just taking the whole the whole 
the whole idea and just say, hey, mom, what about this? What about that? What about that? You know, so yeah. I love it. And, yeah. Well, you know, I think about that title of that book, The Courage to Be Disliked. It's almost like because there's not a demand on what time and what grades. Yep. Th- there, There's not a threat of being disliked. Right. There's not a constant looming threat of disapproval because you're going to, you know, disappoint the authority figure in the room. Right. And, and I think that this idea of the courage to be disliked is so important as kids explore and even adults explore more about like showing up on social media, showing up on zoom, showing up in country, you know, I mean, I know so many people who are younger and older who are just terrified of the camera or the voice or the words or, you know, putting themselves out there. And if we're talking about ex- experimenting, exploring, well, you're, you're going to want your son to find a way to make his way in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and isn't that the whole point of school? Yeah. Well, I mean, and part of it is also the whole point of parenting, but right? I, 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 yeah. So, I mean, you and I kind of have similar opinions about schooling, like how they're not quite doing that version, but yeah. Well, but, but like, just, just to like reinforce what you're doing, like, don't you think that, that your son is going to be more likely to have more confidence to create a future that he wants because of these experiences that he's having with you now? Oh, absolutely. See, that's what I'm looking at because like so many times parents drive themselves to drive their children because they want the children to do well and to make it in the world. But what if this is the essence of... Of making it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yes, absolutely. That's what I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're, it's fuel on the inside. Mm -hmm. So you were going to also share about... um, uh, your your trip to Costa Rica. Did you want to share about that as well and yep. uh, bring that into the fold? Yes, ma'am. So um, one of the other things that my you know my son is it, now they have to um, they have to take a foreign language or at least in his schools he has to take a foreign language. And so a couple of years ago, we went on a he and I and thirteen other people went on a mission trip to Costa Rica. And we went to this little village and, um, you know, laid down some tile floor and painted this church and um, created a, a a driveway, like a larger driveway for them. And I got up in the top and, and painted their, their Virgin Mary and everything. But um, through that eight-day experience, mm-hmm. we got to have a little bit of fun. And so the, the first part was we went down probably five stories, like hiked down about five stories to go to this fantastic waterfall that, um, and, and if you want to see the waterfall, it's, I've actually got a picture of it, not a picture, but like a, a quick snippet on my YouTube page. So Masterpieces with Michelle with one L. And so, um, but one of the other things we did is um, we went surfing. And um, he just had a fantastic time with that. And, um, and then whitewater rafting. And so um, the, the surfing and the whitewater rafting, neither one of us had ever done before. And, um, and he, so I gave Debbie a picture of, of him surfing. 
and he just, you see like this the whole joy on his face and then um the white water rafting is also something that we plan on doing again too so so it's it's moments like those that's you know that that they're they're the experiences that help them grow and help them learn and help them explore and help them think completely outside of the box. <laughs> so I, I just, yeah, if, if there were other ways, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if, 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 if I had it all my way, I'd absolutely homeschool and a travel way. So mm. if I had it all my way, so yes. if you had it all your way, I think one of the things that is happening all your way these days is that why don't you tell everybody about the art classes that you're going to be teaching online? Oh, yeah. So I do some work at the Carrollwood Cultural Center. and In Tampa, Florida. In Tampa, Florida. Sorry. <laughs> and, um, and, yes. And um, it's in North Tampa. And I do, um, I teach children's art classes. I also teach adult art classes and senior art classes. At, I mean, from literally from four to four to 104. Mm -hmm. So I've taught a lady who was 104 and I've taught four year olds. So, um, but yeah, so on Wednesday, I'm going to be teaching some children's art classes on Zoom. And so um, because we are at home, they will be recycled art and and, you know, because most people don't have uh, a plethora of art supplies at home at their fingertips. And so I've. So who's invited to this class and how can people sign up based on that qualification? So the age groups are from five to 18. You could go to carowoodcenter.org. Um, the, the, class that I start on Wednesday is the last of um, a six-week session that started before corona and then we had to take a little hiatus and now we're finishing it up but if you go to carolwoodcenter.org and go under you know what, I'm going to pull it up so I can walk you through it if mm -hmm. you're looking at carolwoodcenter.org and then you go to classes mm -hmm. and under classes there is you go to art mm -hmm. okay so under art it says opportunities for teen for kids and teens so I teach the little Rembrandts which is um, five mm -hmm. to seven year old so that's from 415 to 515 I teach Monet's Apprentice which is uh, that was primarily for homeschooling children. Mm -hmm. So um, that was a little bit earlier. It's from like 2.30 to 3.30. And I know that the ages say 8 to 10. But if you, um, you want to do, if you're like, you have a six-year-old or a seven-year-old, I could bring you in the mix too. Well, wait a minute. We back up a little bit, a little bit. I'm putting the link on here uh, into the website. Oh, okay. Onto the blog post who's invited like for because right now I'm, I'm not sure the audience knows who you're talking to like who like so you're talking about finishing up a previous class yeah but who's invited to the upcoming classes so children do, you, do they have to live in like like that, those kind of details 
it looks like right now that these classes will be online. So I'm willing to bet that they could be outside of Tampa. So you're going to be exploring that then. So you don't have those, yeah. an- you don't have those answers yet. So w- what we'll do is I'll, I'm putting this into the blog post, carolwoodcenter.org um, with the art, um, comp- you know, going into the art part of the menu and, um, and then whatever is coming up, they can go there and look based on, you know, what the, whatever rules are that you all set up for who who's invited. Yes. I think that's really exciting, Michelle. I know. Isn't it awesome? I'm so excited. It's (laughs) totally awesome. So, um, so yeah. So you sent me some pictures today of your new, your newly designed home office, which is so much more colorful. So I posted those pictures up also at the blog. Um, what do you, what do you, what are you most excited about, about teaching online? The opportunities, like I really think, I mean, I've been teaching kids for what twenty, so about twenty years now, mm-hmm. and so I just think that I, I have done some classes online. Um, I just think, you know, the opportunities are endless. I really do. I just, you know, because if you can see the the, the way that the kids teach or the way that, that the kids think when you're, you know, in front of them. And then if you can translate that into the, um, into the internet through a zoom call or whatever, then I could teach all over the world. Could absolutely teach, you know, depending upon what people have. And I'm really good with recycled materials and that kind of thing. So I could teach you based upon what you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, you, you've gotten really good at being comfortable online, and so you are ready to go, girl. I think you're going to do great. I think the that whoever shows up is going to have a really wonderful time. And I also wanted to just give a shout out to you. Also, um, I know I'm going to like like put you on the spot here, but uh, I'm going to anyway. May I? I'm asking permission, even though she's going to. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Go I know. Don't know where you're going, but let's so, go there. So I know that you're working on um, creating uh, private classes as well that will be online for uh, for various different kinds of people. And you're going to be rolling that out in the next few weeks so that if somebody wants private classes or classes for their family or something like that, that you can be available for that as well. Yes, ma'am. That is absolutely true. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> You know, for someone who calls herself the sassy Southern Yankee, that's me. I do not like being called a man. I know, but yeah, you don't. You don't. It's like it's like you know when you when you like pet a cat the wrong way. Like, oh my god, don't do that. Um, But it's funny um because because southern kid you know whenever i like if i like meet a kid on the on the street because i'm you know i'm from new york and miami and stuff and if i meet a kid for the first time or even if not i'm like at their house or whatever and uh, and they say something to me or if i ask them a question and they don't say ma'am like their parent will correct them like right on the spot mm-hmm. yeah and and um and, <laughs> like it's all right <laughs> You know, and they have to call me Miss Debbie or whatever. And I'm like, okay, okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's funny. 
So what are they gonna what are they gonna call you? What do people call you in your art class? What do you like being called? Miss Michelle. Oh, okay, Miss Michelle. I think that's really sweet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Miss Michelle. I don't want the Miss Stone. No, no, Miss Michelle is fine. Miss Michelle. Well, Miss Michelle. I think we covered some pretty good territory today. We went to Costa Rica. We had some uh, smoked grilled cheese. Um, you know, one of the things that me and Michelle are talking about is like having a retreat at some point with uh, with some friends and like actually bringing some of these things to life that we've been talking about aesthetically. Like the other day we were talking about lobster and shrimp Alfredo. I'm like, I want some. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just maybe doing a podcast being in the same, cause I'm in Alabama, you know, being in the same place, like taking the things we've been talking about and doing online and having it happen in real life. So that's one of the things that we're look, looking forward to, um, in, in the world of height psychology, cause we get excited when we think about those possibilities. So we're going to make them happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and maybe somebody out there will, can join us. Well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. We'll have to see. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Michelle, for bringing so much of your world uh, for us to enjoy in our imaginations with you. It's my pleasure. I'm very honored. Thank you, Debbie. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Thank you for being with us. <laughs> yes, me. All right, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Blah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, well, yeah you get to do the W thing. I am with Michelle Stone, and we are doing a <laughs> podcast from uh, joybaseliving.com. The podcast is called, um, it's, it's at anchor.fm forward slash sassy shorts. But you don't really need to remember that. Just go to joybaseliving.com. Go to episode 30. You'll see the pictures of this. If you type lioness into the search bar at the bottom, you'll get to see all of our posts that we've done together so far. And thank you again for your comments and likes and shares. And if there's anything that we can um, answer for you or talk about um, that you'd like us to explore, please uh, leave us a comment or uh, either at the blog or at anchor.fm forward slash sassy shorts. You can leave us a voice message. Um, Thank you so much again, and we'll see you tomorrow.